We rap the theaters. We rap them potters, potters, potters. <laughs> we rap the potters, potters, potters. We rap the potters, <laughs> potters, potters. We rap the whoo, You gotta do it next time, Clark. Potters, potters, potters. We rap them potters, potters, potters. We rap them potters, potters, potters. We rap that whoo, boom. Nah, bro. It's either that <laughs> we make a whole song and I get out in the rain, do it for a little saint. <laughs> or like Usher, let it burn. Yeah. Creative. You look like if it was like Stomp the Yard, you wouldn't have been Theta. You wouldn't have been Theta New. You would have been Mu Gamma Psi. <laughs> you definitely would have been Mu Gamma Psi, bro. Think so? For sure. For sure, Ski. Oh, okay. Who would you have been? Theta New. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm just asking. I didn't know if it was a different one on your radar. <laughs> you said like it was like a few. Like I would have been on like the one like niggas. They was <laughs> niggas on Theta New. They wasn't <laughs> y'all over there, bro. I'm just talking. It's episode two. <laughs> it's episode 262 of the Rising Ground Podcast. We back in the building. You ready to get to the business, Corey? Yes, sir. <sighs> I just want to make a disclaimer, Corey. I want to apologize to the streets. Young girl, no one that back calling me splurge. Let me jump right out the curb. Let this man fly like a bird. Spin on the first and the third. Solid, I'm keeping my word. Can't be my equal, I don't know what you heard. Crack up the phone, I swear. Keep me a stick if they purge. The fucking building, man. It's episode 262 of the Rise to Ground podcast. Y'all got on one that they working my nerves. I'm about to pull some surge. Fucking this bitch like a perm. Smack on the back of a perm. Ice, the bird. Shit, you know, all you little turds. Can't take that dick with your turn. In my own land, we can't merge. So, with no heads, you can learn. Let's see how much you can earn. Why me go bit like the worm? And I ain't smoking no shirt. I'm in the beat with P. Liddy. QP, QP. All of my bitches is pretty, they showing their titties is up to the ceiling. Holla yeah. don't run through a million, I rock with a really let's fuck on a billion. Yeah. I'ma get down to the gritty, then fuck up the city, the home of the villains. Yeah. SSC wanna fulfill yeah. Smoke out the pound when I'm chillin'. Yeah. Trappin' I made me a killer. Yeah. Look, I got everybody wishing. Yeah. I hope you play your position. Yeah. I don't want nobody listening. Yeah. I see them hoe with precision. Yeah. Give us my only decision. Young girl, no one that back calling me splurge. Let me jump right off the curb. Bet this fly like a bird. Spin on the first and the third. Solid, I'm keeping my word. Can't be my equal, I don't know what you heard. Crack up the foreign, I swear. Keep me a stick if they purge. Sheesh. Number five in the world right now. But we number one in the world right now. It's episode 262 of the Rising Ground Podcast. Your boy Roderick in the building. I'm Jakari, man. We here in the building. It's Thursday. It's Thursday, Kari. Yes, sir. How you feeling, dog? Um, no, it's been a it's been a very busy week. Um, it's been a good week, but it's been a very busy week. I didn't ever realize how many moving parts and pieces there were to getting a school up and running. Um, and it's it's a bit overwhelming doing my position right now. Um, but you know we're making it through it. 
basically what I have to make it through is the first couple of weeks of school just to get staff everything they need, get students everything they need. Um, once that's done and taken care of, I'll really be relaxing. So, yes, it's been a, it's been a very, very busy, overwhelming week. Um, but, you know, we're pushing through. It's Thursday. We in the studio. I feel great inside the studio. How you feeling, Corey? Same, man. Feel good to be in the studio. Like you said, it's been a long week for myself as well. Work, man. I've just been kind of like mentally exhausted a little bit. I feel like, but uh, I feel that way too. I'm not even gonna lie. Like foggy a little bit, but you know, like you said, you just gotta push through every single day. And sometimes, bro, it get it be a lot. You know, uh, so. That's that's really where I'm at, but I feel good. It ain't nothing wrong with me. I just I'm realizing that like you know I really need to get on my shit. I'm I'm off track Same. in a lot of areas. You know, um, just the goals that I set for myself and things like that. But again, mentally, great. You know what I'm saying? Again, feel great to be back here in the studio recording. Again, two sixty two. We moving along. We pushing forward. I feel great. I even told you that in pre production or before we got here to pre production. Um, not like anything is wrong. Like, I, I feel great. Like, mentally, I'm good. But I've been so busy. I had to tell Kari, like, yo, I'm going to make it to the studio later than, than usual because I've been so fucking busy. I've just been throwing shit around when I got home from work. I'll shower and I'll go to sleep. Like, I, I haven't even had the time to clean up my room so or, like, clean up around my house. And I'm ADHD, so I can't focus the way I need to focus with shit cluttered everywhere. Like I have to clean it up. Like I can I can walk around it and I can I can live with it, but I won't be focused. I can't get anything done. Right. That makes sense. Once I get all that cleaned up, then I feel good in my head. Like I was like, yo, Kari, let me clean my room up, clean my space up, then I'll pull up. Yeah, I'm that same way. I mean, I'm not I'm not diagnosed, but I like for things to be clean. I like for my, my space, my area to be clean. It helped me work better. It helped me focus. It deters better. your attention when, when your workspace is cluttered. Mm-hmm. And that say a lot. I think that just say a lot about a, a person, like how they move in their everyday life. like And wanting to be neat. Yeah, and like what where I'm getting to is like, <clears throat> say, if your home clustered, your life probably clustered. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If, if, if work is clustered, like you said, your room probably clustered. Mm-hmm. You know, the decisions in life you probably make are clustered. You feel me? Like, think about it like in the movies when people have, they're stacked up with everything going on in their life and you look in their office and the fucking files and the papers are just stacked high. and I, Like, that's yeah. how the shit felt yeah, or shit, feels. It just, shit just be everywhere. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I had to clean my fucking house up. Yeah, man. Got to do it sometimes. I know it should feel good. Cleaning is really like therapeutic, man. Hell yeah, I had the Jill Scott on. Clean up my place. <laughs> I thought she was going to have that. Uh, Grits. <laughs> that J. Cole phone close. Sorry. Sorry, I'm. Sorry, don't fucking play with me, bro. What's this guy's deal? I don't know, son. <laughs> you didn't have on that J. Cole folding clothes? You know damn well. I love J. Cole. I don't love that album, Corey. It's a great album. You bro. think that I'm gonna be around my I wanna fold No. It's tough. I wanna make you feel good. That was like chance when he dropped that I love my wife nah. shit. 
Baby, I want to do the right thing. It's so much better than the wrong thing. <laughs> the wrong thing. Yes, that shit was... A hit. A hit, nigga. Was it a hit? Oh, yeah. with no hit. Did the album go platinum with no features? <laughs> <laughs> yes or no? Yes, sir. I think it went double platinum, <laughs> no features. I ain't going to lie to right, you. Right, 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 right. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. All right. Oh, yeah, you got it. Yeah, man. Um... But where are we at? Do you want to talk? Do we want to talk intros? Yeah, yeah. What you got for us? Oh, I have one intro. I saw this on Twitter, Corey. It was a little bubbling argument. You know the big beef for the last 10 to 12 years has been silently Drake and Kendrick Lamar. Ever since post-fucking problem. Mm-hmm. What was the deal? What? How did, how did that start? I can't remember how it started. Uh, Damn. I, really I know remember. because I know exactly how it started, but right now on the mo- like on the spot, I can't think of it. If I remember throughout the course of the pod, I'll get back to it. However, the argument wasn't about those two as people. The arguments were amongst their catalogs and their series. So Drake has his timestamp series, which is 9 a.m. in Dallas, 5 a.m. in Toronto, 6 p.m. in New York. 4 p.m. in Calabasas, 7 a.m. on Bridal Path, and I saw some people counting Do Not Disturb, which was previously noted as 7 a.m. in Germany. We got that stacked up against Kendrick Lamar's The Heart Part 1, Part 2, Part 3, Part 4, Part 5. And this one asks, truly hard to decide, but which is better, Drake or Kendrick? Oh, man, that's, that's a very broad question. It's a hard question. Which one is better? I love both of those series. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, Kendrick, if I have to say a favorite, it'll probably be part two. Okay. Drake's side is just so tough, man. I like all of these songs. Um, for me, it's not, it's, not, it's not hard. This is a simple battle for me. Drake I'm wins. Drake. Yeah, I was going to say, Drake, Drake cleans this one up. I'm not even going to lie to you. I love the hard part. Three, part four, part five. The hard part four is my absolute favorite. I remember in 2017 when that dropped. Um, there was a lot of stuff we did that year that I wanted to actually use that for the promo music, but we went with a different you know, angle. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> I fuck with the hard part four. And obviously, we just saw the rollout last year for the hard part five. What he did, he turned into Kobe. He turned into Jesse Smollett. He turned into um, Cap. Did he turn into Kaepernick? Or who did Cap, he turn into? Tiger, maybe, too. One of them niggas, yeah. No, nah, not Tiger Woods. He didn't turn into Tiger niggas. Woods. Get the fuck out of here. One of them niggas. Did you just say O.J. Simpson? Who the fuck was he? <laughs> I mean, nigga, shit, I don't know. Nipsey. He was Nipsey. He was Nipsey. That's who he was. Uh, yeah, he was. He was. Um, Shout out Nipsey's birthday yeah, yeah, passed. Absolutely. I think it was yesterday? Yesterday, yeah, the day so. before. Something yeah. like that. Shout out Nipsey. The goat. Um, or of the source. <laughs> don't do that, Kari. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, I know. Goat just rolled off my tongue. <laughs> and once I said it. Be- I can't you take started, it. Ah, you I know, but like I said it now, I gotta die there, right? I don't think he's one, but happy birthday. 
I was willing to. I'm glad we had this so I can finally right. retract my statement. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, be careful. All man. the love in the world to Nip. All Absolutely, the love in the world man. to Nip. Alleged. Absolutely. Alleged. Yeah, and I would never, I would never make it sound like I'm playing on his name. I'm not, and nobody's fucking playing on Nip's name. That's a, that's a, a better word. A fucking legend. A legend. Absolutely, man. Back to the list though. Again, I'm going with Drake, man. When you just talk about the quality, you trying to get niggas DP. Uh, chill. When you talk about the quality of these songs, man, uh, 9 a.m. in Dallas again, 5 a.m. in Toronto, 6 p.m. in New York, 4 p.m. in Calabasas, 7 a.m. on Bridal Path. Drake, these are some of the songs where Drake really dove into his lyrical bag. And the thing about it, although we've gotten to a point where Kendrick Lamar stands just as tall in the rap game as Drake, Drake was at such a heightened advantage coming from the Young Money camp. The promotion is so much better. The commercial promotion is so much better that even when he's dropping mixtape music, when he's dropping Lucy's that never make it to an album, they're ringing harder than some of these tracks that are getting played on the radio. Kendrick Lamar wasn't big enough to be doing that back when Heart Part 1, Heart Part 2 was out. When when 9 a.m. in Dallas came out, I think that was 2009 or 10 when he was warming up for, for um, Thank Me Later. Thank Me Later. Yes, sir. I can hear it. I remember I remember, yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. when it came out. Same. It, it's like when Marvin's room dropped. Remember that. Even at the beginning of a career, it just was a feeling like, man, it doesn't get bigger than this. Mm-hmm. There's no way Kendrick Lamar's The Heart series measures up to the time stamps from Drake. And if you add do not disturb in here, it all goes away. It's really not even fair. <laughs> it's not it's, it's not, not fair, it's guys. It's not even a fair competition, <laughs> to be honest, man. Uh but yeah, man, these Drake songs, like I said, uh those titles, they just they're all uh very, very memorable. So that's just another thing when it comes to Drake, like I said, the lyrics in the songs, but those titles, man, I can remember damn near when every one of these drops. 4 p.m. in Calabasas, he's actually riding through Calabasas. You know what I'm saying? Like, 7 a.m. on on Bridal Path, I believe that's in Canada, if I'm not mistaken. That's the way he made it seem. I think so. Like, the imagery on the songs is just crazy. Can we get into that for a second? Drake is one of those artists. Drake is a a once-in-a-lifetime artist. I'm not going to lie to you. And it just dawned on me. I mean, I, I knew he was that big of an artist, but... Actually calling him that just dawned on me a few moments ago as you were speaking about him. Even even with mixtapes, singles, all the way up to albums, and there's there's at least one or two that this is true for everybody. And I'm sure with us as music heads and growing up in the era we did, it's true for damn near all of them. You remember exactly where you were for pretty much every single Drake album dropping. Mm-hmm. When... Thank Me Later dropped, like, you remember when that dropped. When Take Care dropped, you remember when that dropped. Um, Nothing was the same. You remember the night that shit came out. Views. Um, If you're reading this, it's too late. I know I just said that in backwards order, but um, everything's so on. You remember the night it came out or the morning you woke up and it was out and you played it. And you still remember it. That's a once-in-a-lifetime type of nigga. He make you remember the moment you hear it every single time. Every single time. 
And I'm not even saying it like there aren't. Can you think of some other artists that every single time you remember it? Like Cole, I remember it every single time. Yeah, of course. Um, From a certain point on, only because I was too young, Kanye, everything from probably, and I still remember it even back then, but everything probably graduation or 808s and on, I, I can remember Nah, I know I'll give it. I'll give it Yeezus because I was a little too young for for remembering the day it dropped. Everything mm-hmm. Yeezus is on, I can remember that. Kendrick Lamar. I mean, I know we're talking about him, but yeah, I can remember the remember day all of those drops. Every every drop from him as well. It's only a few, but uh, but yeah, I agree with you though. Like you said, just one of a kind artist. Travis Scott. I can remember. I can remember where I was when Rodeo dropped. I can remember where I was when Birds dropped. I can remember where I was when Astroworld dropped. Of course, um, Utopia. He's one of those for me. But yeah, like you said, Kari, there's not there's not too many. It doesn't happen often. Sorry, guys. <clears throat> so we're going with Drake. Drake's the winner? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Did you have any more intros? Do you want to get straight into the music? Yeah, let's move on, man. Uh, so music. We had some upcoming songs. Songs that actually came out this week on Wednesday, yesterday. Larry June and Cardo released their first song for their upcoming project. I didn't hear this. It's called The Good Kind. The project is going to be called The Night Shift. You said you didn't hear it? No, I haven't heard it. <laughs> Why not, man? You said you had a busy week. I'm going to let you make it. You know how fucking busy this week has been, Corey? Yeah, like, yeah. I've scanned like 600 computers. Like 60. Was that in the job description? Fuck no, it wasn't in the <laughs> fucking job description. <laughs> see, the, the shit is... See, look, now Corey, Corey opened up a pocket... For niggas to get angry. The shit that they fucking do. At schools, you don't volunteer. You get voluntold. Mm-hmm. So, like, they kind of make it seem like you offered to do it. But it's almost like the the boss comes in. Fuck that. Manager or principal. You ain't got no bosses out here, <laughs> bitch. Be your own boss. Be wild. Be entertainment. Yeah. Um, but... <clears throat> they use the the manager or the principal to come out and ask you to do something. <laughs> so then, like, in your head, you'd be like, yeah, it's like the the head guy. So you'll be like, yeah, I'll do it. Like, <laughs> you feel a little pressure. Yeah, every time, right? They're watching. That's being voluntold. Mm-hmm. So, like, you at, like, they ask you, you say yes, like, you volunteer to do that. But really, like, they told you to do that shit. Because imagine if you would have said no. Like, where would that have gone? Maybe you lose your job. I would say probably with your shit in a box. In the parking lot. Like like Coach Carter. Or we could do this um, Malibu's Most Wanted style. In a box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, in a box. No, you can't do that, family. Oh, my bad. Wrong job. I said schools, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, listening. I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> Just kidding. No, like literally. I can't believe you said that. I swear on my life. I was talking to some of the students earlier today. Um, yeah, Mr. Taylor, we heard your podcast. Get the fuck off my podcast. <laughs> Rise and grind, you feel me? Chose the last out of here, man. We everywhere, man. No, and the one that showed them the podcast doesn't even go there anymore. Like Oh, well, they still tapping in wherever they at. 
It's up, it's up there now. <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? City to city. Now we got the little homies now. <laughs> tap in, man. What? <laughs> Stop telling my students my to fault, tap in, fault, man. My fault, my fault, my fault. Get out of here, like you said, man, for real. Scram, nigga. You know? The fuck out of here. For sure, for sure. Back to the song, though. You said you didn't hear it. I did hear the song a few times. It's smooth. Uh, just, you know what I'm saying? I feel like the first single could have been stronger. It's definitely, don't feel like it's going to be one of my favorites because it's just, um, it's just all right. You know what I'm saying? There ain't too much hype or excitement about it, but it's Carter on the beat. Obviously, like we said, they're doing a joint project. The beat is insane. I mean, you can expect that, but um, yeah, Kari we'll, telling we'll you, see. We'll see. Kari telling you that a Larry and Cardo song might not be the best. That's how you can tell Kari's giving you like a, a true 150% honest opinion because like you you could really cape for, for Larry June if you wanted to, being that he's one of your favorite artists. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Of course, of course. And like I said, it's not a bad song. It just ain't some, you know, Larry dropped a lot of shit, hit me as soon as I hear it. It'll you know? fit well within their projects. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm but, just making I'm just making that statement, um, mm-hmm. and hoping that you have responded that way. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I'll listen to this afterward, for sure. <clears throat> That's really the only song that I uh, really wanted to talk about. I'm sure that there'll be more once we get to Friday. We'll talk about that on the next episode. Yeah, but we got albums and stuff to talk. Yes, sir. So the first album we wanted to mention upcoming this Friday, August 18th, Quavo's Rocket Power. Yeah, Rocket Power is here. Sorry, I'm nervous, man. What? What you nervous about, man? That this album's gonna suck. Really? Maybe there are enough songs in the tuck from the Quavo takeoff, like uh-huh. era, that he could have just removed some take from that, or like left take on that, drop some of those. Maybe, maybe. I do know he did say there's a feature with Thug. Ooh. Okay, okay. Want to hear that? Want to hear it's that? A, it also was Thug's birthday this week as well. A lot of people shouted him out. Yeah, Qua- yeah. Qua- Quavo being in one here, um, and that's when he said he's on the album. Uh, we got the song with Future. We know he's probably going to have either Greatness, some music with Takeoff, like you said. I'm actually thinking it may be better than what I expect it to be at this point. Of course, we've already talked about it, how he knows he has to approach this differently, how he knew he had to promote this a lot more than he promoted Quavo Huncho. <clears throat> I guess I'm just going to have to wait to see. Mm-hmm. This is not, because of their freshman albums, this is not an album that off of the rip, I can just say I put my trust in. And I'm agreeing with you on that as well. Like, I've been on the fence Leading up all year, leading up to this album release for Quavo, and I want it to be good, and I do too. That's why I'm saying I'm really hoping and expecting it's going to be better than what I really anticipated to be. It's a second go around, like you mentioned. You learn, things happen. He's become a better artist. He's been working on his craft. I would hope it would be better, but at the same time, it could all he could also shit the bed again. Like I almost expect Quavo to do that as well, you know. So I'm just like. <laughs> Let's just see when when it happens and when we when it uh when it gets here when we get it then I can go from there. Yeah, and it's so bad to say that we would expect one to shit the bed. And I know you don't really mean it in a way like that, but we've just heard the freshman album. It can't 
cannot be that. Yeah, just but feature heavy. Even turn your click up, greatness. None of those tracks were the caliber tracks that were on Quavo Huncho. Is that am I saying the name of the album right? Is it Quavo Huncho? Was that what it was? It was just Quavo, I believe. Okay. Just self-titled. Sorry. <clears throat> but um either yeah, it was either Quavo or it was Huncho. Quavo or Huncho. Okay, I was right. It was Quavo Huncho. Um the album that came out back in 2018, Quavo Huncho, had a very, very, very low caliber level of tracks on it. Greatness dropped. That's high level. Turn Your Click Up dropped. That's high level. He has another single out, right? Doesn't he? I'm pretty sure he has another single out. But every single that he's put out leading up to this album has been high level. Nothing like the last album. So maybe we do have a lot more to look forward to, Corey. Yeah, could be. The other song he had put out was Honey Bun. That's the one he was mimicking Drake in 21. Low level. <laughs> that, that was low, low level. Le- low level. Low level. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that was nasty. Quavo. I don't know why we did that. Yeah, I wouldn't have uh I wouldn't have had that one going on. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie to mm-hmm. you. Honey bun. Yeah, nigga, honey bun. But uh again, Quavo, we'll see when we get here, man. When it gets here tomorrow, Friday, August eighteenth. Hopefully it's better than what I expect it to be. But at the same time, like I said, it could not be, and I'm not gonna come back on the next episode and be mad. I'm gonna be like, hey. I knew it could go this way. It is way. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I almost expected to go this way. Another reason why I want this to be really good, of course, for the success of Quavo, but I want this to be a true contender to Offset's album when it drops. I have no doubt that nigga's album is going to be good. But, um, no, I have a little doubt. Um, <laughs> What'd you say? Just a little doubt. Oh. It's everybody this year. I wanted to be a contender. You done you done offset this year too? I'm down everybody. Everybody got a little doubt. A little doubt. Yadi say he's dropping again? Yeah. You doubt him? A little bit. Cause now it's not gonna be all alternative. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be Has he not killed everything rap this year as well? He has. He has. We'll see. Just got. I just everybody give me a little doubt until they get here. I just I'm not I'm not high on a lot of albums. I've been saying that, so that's just how I feel. Okay, okay. I feel you because I've really been on that fuck everything this came out this year, Bob as well. Because y'all have been trash. <clears throat> but let's let's move on, Corey. DJ Khaled has been pumping it up. He's been letting everybody know. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, hey, hey. I had, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm go walking ahead. a fine line. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Do your thing. Rock out. He's been pumping up the promotion oh. for his new album. Got you. We had no idea he was he was working on a new album. All of a sudden, within the last three to four weeks, here it all comes out. He's named the album car. It's called Till Next Time. This hasn't been given an exact release date yet, but it seems as though it's going to be soon. He already has the track out with Lil Baby. He's announced he has two Drake features on this album. I really want to start with the name of the album, Corey. Go ahead. 
This signifies DJ Khaled going away. After this album? Uh-huh. Hell no. For for a while though. You really think that? You think that's possible? I think it could be a little bit possible given the state of music right now. Given how into so many other ventures he is. Like he's super into golf now. He's doing other things. Um, and how you've seen the decline of his record sales album after album after album. I think Till Next Time is a cryptic name. Like it's a pretty cryptic name. Okay. You make a you have a solid point. You have a very solid point. And how the hell else are you gonna be in your mid forties and name your album Till Next Time and not go away for for a little <laughs> bit? He almost got to go away, huh? Yeah, that was like when Drake was like, I'll be back 2018 to get y'all the summary. Like, you had to be back next year. (laughs) You promised us. He had to come back. (laughs) You promised us. DJ Khaled don't have to come back? He has to go away for a little bit. He has, shit, till next time. Next time better not be soon. (laughs) I just say that because the last two, three years, we've gotten an album every year, you know? Yes, and the thing about it is with him, every song doesn't have to be a hit. As long as he has a number one record, he doesn't yeah, care. He's going to push the album out. And it, it had been a couple a couple albums since he had a number one record. I think his last one was like I'm the One or something like that or um, Wild Thoughts. I don't know if Wild Thoughts went to number one, but it went it went top ten for what, sure. What about Popstar? Popstar didn't go to number one, I don't think. Okay. Maybe, but I, I'm, I'm sure it was high. Yeah. Stan Alive took him back to number one. Oh, that's all you had to... Imagine walking back like into the record label exec building and slapping your number one record down on the, the table. You can't tell a nigga shit anymore. Like, that's all y'all ask for is somebody to put out a number one record. Here, I give you my number one record. You give me whatever the fuck I want now. You give me my date. You give me my advance too. <laughs> yeah, we need that. You give me the new one. <laughs> we need that. We do need that to, as soon as to recoup. Uh, shit, <laughs> no, I, I just gave you that number one. Like that means I didn't recoup everything. Give me that that newbie. <laughs> give me that. Uh, what's it called? The renegotiation. <laughs> the renegotiation is crazy. Um, need that. But yeah, need that. <clears throat> one more question before we move out of music or upcoming albums. What are just some albums that you've been playing recently, playing back? For sure, Ski Kari, I've been playing A Love Letter to You 5 by Trippy Red. Of course, that just dropped last Friday, but the more and more I listen to it, the more and more I realize how true and authentic of a project this is. This is true to Trippy Red's style. We talked in pre-production about how, of course, there is a part of Mansion Music that is him, but... This album should have come first. He had a whole lot of steam behind him when Mansion Music came out. It was almost like everybody in the game was ready for Trippy Red to do it again. And then people looked at Mansion Music like laying an egg. Now that we've gotten to um, A Love Letter to You 5 coming out, it's not even wanted by the fans like that. And it's an incredible album. But um, I'm spinning that a lot. I'm spinning Utopia still. Um, 
<clears throat> it's not an album. I'm spinning that new Doja Cat, Paint the Town Red. Fucking track is crazy, Kari. Doja. Insane, insane. Oh my gosh. Um That's that's pretty much it right now for for music that I'm playing. I'm still playing Magic 2 by Nas, but other than that, mm-hmm. that's it. Definitely playing that too. What you uh what are you playing? Uh albums. I love Letters to You Five as well. I agree with everything you said. Uh, the more I listen to that Trippy Red project, the more I just love it. It's like I hear something new in every song. Each time that I play, whether it's a new instrument in the background, a certain vocal, or like I mentioned on uh, songs, I mentioned this on the last episode, there's certain songs where he really just said, let's turn the auto-tune off and I'm going to really show you how I can sing. I'm just going to sing. I'm just going to hit these notes for you. do it. So I, I love that project, man. I've definitely been playing that back. Uh, Reason's new project as well that dropped last week. I've been playing that. It's called Porches. Um, the K. Tremine album, I think that's probably going to be... Still playing that. Dude, that's like my favorite shit. That I was going to say, that must be year. one of your favorite projects of the year. Love it. Love it. I can't stop playing it. I always play that back. Um, the Gun, I've been playing that a little bit. But yeah, man, that's really it. That's really it. Okay. Um, it's not an album, but it's just a slew of different tracks there's a new artist named Say So Cupid. Uh, I've played him a couple of times for my song of the week. Spinning this nigga's music like crazy. This guy is crazy. Check this nigga out, man. Yeah, um, yep, yep, yep. Look through the past bios on the pod and um, just check out his name, get his music. Click the link in the bottom so you can make sure you get all of the music that we're listening to on Apple Music. <clears throat> But are you ready to move on? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, we still got a little bit more music to talk. Kanye West, Heartless, from um, 808s and Heartbreak. That is now officially U.S. R-I-A-A certified diamond, Corey. Took long enough. I say this every time. We're at the time period in rap where I knew there were going to be a lot of diamond records coming through. Like, a lot. We're going to see so many more diamond records come through because as rap gained a bigger fan base, more niggas listened, mm-hmm. more sales, more streams started coming through. Um, it's great to see this. It's great to see it, and it's going to show you like no matter what, Kanye's still hitting the game. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Come on now, you knew it was going to be like that. <clears throat> we also got to talk Beyonce. Her album Renaissance has just made bigger news. As she is now the longest running number one dance slash electronic album of the decade. She just beat, I believe, some Lady Gaga album that nobody gives a fuck about anymore <laughs> because Renaissance just beat it. Jeez. But, you know, we're only three years into the decade, but she now has the longest running number one dance album of the decade. Yeah, that's crazy. I think that's going to be really hard to beat, too. Being that it's Beyonce, it's going to be very hard to beat. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, the album's crazy. This tour is crazy. Everything Beyonce has going on is crazy. Um, to the point where I've seen grown men on this tour having an amazing time. Like, it looks like a great time. Yeah, it's a great night out when you go see Beyonce with your lady. Oh, no. They was by themselves. Oh, for real? No, I'm just playing. No, they were with their ladies. I mean, you can go by yourself, too. I, I know people, I've seen people go by themselves to a Beyonce concert. I'm not going to be by myself at the Beyonce concert. I'm not, for sure. I'm not. Let me let me, let me me make that clear. Well. I've seen people do it, though, and that's fine. Rock out. It's a lot of people that love Beyonce. Like, you, how you a Barb? It's a lot of men. Fuck you. 
I'm not even trying. No, nah, you're to, trying to take a shot right I'm now. I'm not even trying to do nothing. You're trying to bro. take a shot right now. You like Nicki Minaj, but what I will some say, niggas like Beyonce. No, what I will say, like some niggas use concerts like as a tactic to pick up women. They do. Beyonce might be like, hey, that's one of them old tricks in the book. No, they ain't. Right? No, they in the building. Like, <laughs> yeah, they in the building. Yeah, you know how many beautiful women probably be at them concerts. Yeah. And niggas just think they they doing what they need to do going to see J. Cole. Like they thought the girls was gonna be there. Go see Nikki. I'm going to the next Nikki concert for real though. I bet you are. It could be the last, you know. Yeah, I bet you are. Well, again, you barb. <laughs> nah, it's like Pink Pink Friday too. Yeah. Again, I bet you are you barb. Nah, they're gonna be out there for sure though. Yeah, they definitely gonna be out there. All of them. Mm-hmm. Every bar. <laughs> I was gonna say every bar. You don't want to go? I will. All right, but I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be there. Getting there, getting a. You're not even a barb though. Like I ain't gotta be a barb to go see Nikki, man. But the thing is, like <laughs> a barb gonna sing Starships out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I know a few Nikki songs I can sing. No, nah, no, nah, you gonna sing Starships though? Like, nah. imagine when that shit come on, are you going to scream it? No, nah, I'm not gonna, definitely not going to scream for nobody. No, nah, you got to do start. Like, you don't got to do it, bro. So, I guess you going to do it. No, nah, nah, I'm humming it. <laughs> I mean, shit. I'm going to have my hands in my pocket humming it. You might as well just sing it. Mm-mm. Why not? There's some, there's some element about singing it that I just... I'm not doing it. So why are you trying to put it on me? I was just asking if you were going to do it. You can hum it. I already told you no. What Nicki songs are you going to do? Shit it on them? Yeah, that's a good one. The monster verse. Do you still got to flex your muscles while you while you rapping it? Yeah. Okay. Just because it's female rap? Yeah. Okay. Um, Monster. Okay. Okay. Are you doing Moment for Life? Yeah, that's a good one. That's an easy one. Pills and potions? No, I don't think I know that one <laughs> like that. We're overdosing. <laughs> What's the freestyle back in the day? The the uh itty itty bitty piggy. <laughs> Is that what it was? You doing itty bitty piggy? <laughs> yeah, Get I'm the doing fuck that. out of here. <laughs> That is fucking nuts. (laughs) Nah, doing itty bitty piggy at 26 is fucking nuts as a grown man. Right, that's actually nasty. Nah, it's it's sick. It's sick. You need to be carried out. You need to be escorted out. For real. Grab security. (laughs) Um, That's funny. I'm trying to think of some other ones. You doing Anaconda? No. I'm not doing Anaconda. (laughs) I just want you to know it never gets that far. <laughs> like what? It never it never gets that deep. Come on, dog. <clears throat> Pause. You know me. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think it'll be a great time going on. Yeah. I agree. Where are we at with the next? Uh, one more certification we wanted to mention, man. So uh the, Oh, this is the craziest of it all. The intro song that we came in where you mentioned gonna be in number five on the charts. The next artist we're going to mention, Taylor Swift, is projected to have five albums be in the top ten. You you heard it right. You heard Cardi right. Five albums to be to debut in the top ten on Billboard. 
Billboard has a chart of albums and you only have 200 albums that get to place inside of that. It is extremely hard to make the Billboard top 200 albums as most of the albums on the chart are really just some of the greatest artists of all times, previous albums that have been sitting there forever. It's really hard to break the top of those charts and to have an artist have five albums sitting in the top 10 at once is absurd. (laughs) She will be the first artist. Did we already say who it was? Taylor Swift. She will be the very first artist in history. Not male, not female. It's not subjective to any box. She will be the first artist in history to ever achieve such if she's able to do so. Yeah, man, it's pretty cool. That's crazy work, like you said. Very hard to get on that list. You mentioned albums, you know, that have come out years ago that still place in the top 200 to this day. Take care. Nothing was the same. Um, Pimple Butterfly, Good Kid, Mad City, all of those still, the Carter ones, they all still sit in the Billboard top 200. Some of those just don't fucking move. Exactly. So the point, uh, like you said, having five albums debut in the top 10, I mean, we knew how big Taylor Swift was and how big she's always been her entire career. But this, these numbers, this accomplishment, Taylor Swift is one of the greatest artists that's ever come into the world. This is monstrous. She's one of the greatest artists of all time. This is crazy right here. So I don't listen to the music, obviously, but still to see that, man, that just lets you know, like, bro, she really has. She's perfect. A a great fan base. Like, that is ridiculous. But that's, this is why. She's perfect. And, bro, these albums are re-recorded shit. Taylor Swift, from the very beginning, has never fucked up. If you think about it, every single artist in history that climbs to the top, they stumble somewhere and they have to make it back up. Taylor Swift has fucked up nowhere. She's only gained fans. The fans that she had, it's not like she lost fans. The only reason she may have lost fans is, is when she switched from country to pop and just stopped doing country. The people that love that pure country essence might have stopped there, but she never did anything wrong in the public eye. And even if it looked like she was in the public eye, she was always the underdog when the Kanye situation came out. When Kanye came back in 2013, 14, whatever it was, Scooter Braun situation. She's always been the underdog, and it always seems as though Taylor Swift prevails again and again and again and again, and she always rises up. I mean, it's to the point that you just said when you're the underdog, people are going to always root for you. She's perfect, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yes. It's just like in sports, though. You always root for the underdog, and that's why she's always coming out victorious, you know, nine times out of ten, because it really... It really ain't been her fault. If we talk about them two situations, Kanye and Scooter Braun, it really wasn't her fault. So it yep. was easy to be like, I want to root for her. I want to see her win. Not taking away from the music because we know she's a great artist. But all of that, like you said, goes coincide with how big she has gotten at this point in her career, man. Again, having five albums debut in the top 10 on Billboard is just insane. You never obviously have heard something like that before, but that is crazy. Like I'll... I almost don't even believe a headline when you see that. You know what I mean? Like, that's absurd, like you said. 
Absolutely nuts. Absolutely nuts. <clears throat> I think that's pretty much it for music. Do you want to start talking news? Yep, yep. What's up? What we got? Drake and 21 Savage are still on tour, Corey. It's all a blur. Yes, sir. Going crazy. I don't even think they're a quarter way through this tour yet. Nah, maybe. I doubt it. If so, maybe. But it's a world tour, so yeah. you know, they're, they're nowhere near it. Yes, sir. Um, I don't know where their last stop was. Was that in L.A.? I think they did Cycle LA recently. Okay. Maybe. Wherever their last show was, did you see Kim Kardashian in attendance? I didn't. I'll be honest with you. You did not? Uh-uh. Okay. Drake had a previous show. Uh-huh. Bad Bunny pulls up. Ken- Kendall Jenner pulls Ooh, up. I did see that. I did see Bad Bunny and him. Kim Kardashian pulls up. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the moment Drake and... No, Kim Kardashian pass each other. No. Well, let's let's start with let's start with Kim Kardashian. Did you see her walk into Search and Rescue being played? I saw the headline. I didn't watch that video. She walks in. Search and Rescue is being played. Mm-hmm. I heard she sung the part. She was singing it. Okay. She takes her seat. Well, it's not really seating. She's standing watching the the show. It's by the DJ booth. Drake walks right up past her, ignores her, type shit. Um, goes on by. But <clears throat> respect. The reason why this is here, she kind of gave him a side eye though. Like she kind of gave him like the like 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 I know you hit my mom's look. Nah, like on some like nigga, I wanna I wanna do it with you too. It just looked a little, a little odd. For sure. Why is Kim Kardashian there, Kari? Uh, because it's the greatest story that we that we've seen in such a long time. What do you mean? I fucking hate you. <laughs> I hate you so much. You're da- you're, you you're attributing to the damaging of families right now, Corey. <laughs> what do you mean, man? Like this is Drake, the greatest artist we've ever seen. You know, with a a new up and coming somebody who's trying to be the best in the game as Twenty One Savage. It's the greatest shit on earth right now. Why wouldn't she want to go? Let's take away the artist aspect of things, okay? The celebrity aspect of things. Let's enter the home, you know, the relationship aspect of things, even if it's not a relationship anymore. Kim Kardashian co-parents with Kanye, with Ye, with Ye West. <laughs> That'd be really nasty if we had to call him Ye West. Yeah, sick. <laughs> yeah. But um, <clears throat> imagine yourself co-parenting with, you know, your wife. Mm-hmm. Ex-wife. Yeah, your your ex-wife. <laughs> Do you want your ex-wife, not that it's your choice, uh-huh. but like, would it sit right with you, like with your your most recent ex-wife and mother of your child, like fucking with your arch nemesis? Yeah, yeah. So I would feel some type of way about this if I'm being real. If you really dive down to, like you said, the details here. Yeah, man, I would be upset at that. We know the history. You know the history. You're a part of the history, Kim. You know, it all is damn near surrounded by you because of you, damn near. And there's a narrative that's being ran, even if those two never had anything ever go on. There's a narrative being ran that, hey, we fucked behind these scenes. And she only feeds into it. Mm. There was only maybe one time way after she already had divorced Kanye West that she said she never had sex with Drake. Um, 
This doesn't help the narrative. <laughs> I mean, listen to who we're talking about, though. They always go against the narrative. But why continue to to smear the father of your child? Like this, this is further smearing the father of your child. Like, and one day, it, it's not gonna look good. Yeah, man. But you know who we're talking about again? I, I, I'm agreeing with you, but we see this happen all the time from that side. One day, some people will be rational adults, and they're gonna be like, "Well, why did y'all do that?" Do you really think so? Like, honestly, because think about how big the Kardashians are and the status symbols that they have, or talking, just the status. Talking period. about the children. What do you mean? One day they're going to be old enough to be like, "Oh, the children." They're gonna have yes. an answer to the children. Yeah, that the, they're gonna grow up and be like, "Damn!" Like they're gonna be sound-minded adolescents and adults one day that have to look back on the computer and be like, why, why, why the fuck would you put mom and true, why did you true, fuck, true. would you put my dad like through this shit? True. Because this is not average relationship shit. Like y'all are really just fucking with each other right now. True. But again, Kim Kardashian, Kanye West, the artist formerly known as Kanye West. My bad. Let me get it right. They not thinking about that right now. I'm going to be real with you. Kim Kardashian is definitely not thinking about that. It's too much money involved in everything that they do. It's all about propaganda. It is. You know? It is. Like you just said, the narrative, why not buy into the narrative? The narrative supports me in my career. I'm going to go to this Drake show because I know that song is going to get played. I know this is going to be a headline. I know these videos are going to get out. I mean, that's when I look at it, I'd be like, yeah, I get you. I'm not disagreeing. Like on the family side, yes, it's it's wrong to me. Absolutely. Whether they are together, ever get back together or not, that's not even besides the point. It's still at the end of in the end of the day about respect. And I we could go back and forth on it. I'm not gonna dive into that. But again, it's Kim Kardashian. Why wouldn't you go? Well, this whole episode is gonna be centered around how sometimes sometimes the fame just wins. Sometimes fame wins. Sometimes this it's a Hollywood win. Like you could just they they win, um, and sometimes furthering your career means a little bit more than what's going on at home. You know what I'm saying? Because what's going on at home that shit already ended. That's over between me and you. My career has to go on. <laughs> the show must go on. So let's pull up to the Drake show. Let's keep this shit moving. This train don't stop for nobody. Oh, yeah, oh, well, shit. Maybe I need like elephant type skin like that. Oh, that's that Hollywood skin. I don't know that's if you're tough. ready for that. Yeah, I don't Holly- know if you're ready for that. Yeah, Hollywood skin is different. <laughs> I don't know if you're ready for Tex- that. My Texas boy. skin and Hollywood skin is totally fucking different. It's cutthroat. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. We'll get there, though. We'll get there, though. <clears throat> that's like, that's like salesman cutthroat. Like, them niggas can take anything. <laughs> A salesman, you can move it. You can move to Cali. They can handle it. Yeah, fuck it. Built tough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Four tough. <laughs> Four tough obviously ain't that fucking tough. All right, <laughs> you ready to move on, Cali? If Cali start making pickup trucks, we out of the game, bro. Them niggas tough. You don't think they got California edition? Hollywood, no, I'm Hollywood. Just like start pumping out their own factory of pickups, we out the game. <laughs> oh no, nah, bro, that's how we eat. Them some tough trucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, some tough trucks, you know bro. Um. You want to move on? Because like I said, th- these are more about some some Hollywood wins. 
Corey, why the hell does Usher have a new song out and a new video called Boyfriend? And it's basically about, yo, watch out because, you know, my my girl or your girl is over here and she got a boyfriend, that type of vibe, starring Kiki Palmer in the music video and yeah. only Kiki Palmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to answer the question, I don't know why this is out. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Essentially, this song and video directly taunts her ex, her boyfriend or ex-boyfriend, right. I believe. Who knows? And and child's father mm-hmm. after their uh, their situation that just happened at Usher's residency at the end of July, I think. Yeah. She was on stage, or she was in the crowd. He got off of stage. He went through the crowd. He found her. Because, you know, that's what Usher does. That's what he do. He do it every show. She just happened to be wearing, you know, a see-through outfit. Mm-hmm. He picks her up. They do some some close dancing. She does some singing with him. It was very close, very intimate. Very intimate to be in a relationship, I would say. Mm-hmm. Her child's father had a, a problem with that. He addressed it online. That was the problem, that he addressed that online. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Once he addressed it online, it turned into a huge social media controversy. It got a lot of clicks, which makes for a lot of money. Kiki Palmer saw that money. She started putting goddamn T-shirts out, taunting this nigga. Whole merch line. Fast. She went on a campaign taunting this nigga. She kind of went away for about a month, so we thought this had kind of died down. Here we are. She's in a video entitled Boyfriend. With none other than Usher. And there's there's a little uh, interlude, if you will, or skit before or after the video. And she uh, she says something like, you know, because I am a mother, you know. The exact quote from her boyfriend online. Hmm. He recently, came, like, he said he was single now. You know, he, said, he confirmed that? Yeah, he said, you know, we, we, uh, we parent from separate houses now. Interesting, interesting. It's it's crazy, man. You you lose your lady quick. But the thing about it is, quick, quick. I said this in pre-production too. These are probably people, and I don't know. They've had a quite a relationship together. Of course, they have. They have children together. And I was saying, if they if they didn't meet each other through this celebrity realm, bro, they probably grew up together. They probably went to high school and shit together or met each other somewhere after that and they've known each other for such a long time. And then this opportunity after Jordan Peele's movie um, has started to amp Kiki Palmer's career back up. She started to get that fire and then whether it be acting or singing, she started to realize, hey, we can resurge this whole thing and now she's on the campaign to resurge it. Boom, she gets this opportunity with Usher to make a whole circus and she's taking it and she kind of took her personal life down the drain. Yeah. So the question that we, we had kind of brought up earlier when we were talking about Kim K and Ye's situation, how far will you go, you know, to taunt the family? That's the question we need to start asking Kiki Palmer now because she's taking it to a whole nother level. I think myself, this is corny. I think this is very, very corny. This is cornier than him address. Like it, it's a female situation, so we'll get killed for calling it corny, and they're never gonna call her corny. But this is much cornier than him even addressing 
what happened at the Usher concert online. This is cornier than that. Y'all both corny. Absolutely. Point. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's it's just weird. That's why I say, like, you know, going back to Hollywood, it's just like, bro, how far will they take it sometime? Like, it's unbelievable to a point because, to me, I know the situation, but I only look at this as Kiki Palmer losing, too. I know she's winning. Like, yeah, you you know, you have the, the song, and like you said, publicity you get, but respect, you lose that. I think that's that's huge when you want to talk about fans in resurging. You need the fans to have a reason to like you. If you if you start giving us reasons not to like you, you fuck up the whole resurgence. And I still go back to being the person. This could be somebody that y'all were real deal, like even outside of co-parenting and relationship, like y'all could have been like real deal friends. And um the opportunity to to advance the career, you took that and Folded the the personal relationship over that. Man, it's possible, bro. For real. I mean, that's that, the father of your child. Yeah, but that ain't just a fairy tale. That ain't just shit you see in movies. That happened real life every day. I, yeah, I know. I'm just saying. We saw this shit in the Boondocks in 2006. This shit really happened every day. Usher really broke up a motherfucking relationship, just like Aaron Magruder wrote. No, nah, that nigga's a genius. We the new Simpsons. I was, I was just about to say, <laughs> nah, that nigga's the Simpsons. Yeah, man, we the new Simpsons, you feel me? Play by play, step by step. Bar by. Bar for bar. Brick word for word, bar for bar. <laughs> okay, Aaron. He with it. Yeah, he man. with it. Another legend. Are you ready to talk talk uh, more, though? Are yeah. we out of Kiki Palmer? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> this is a sad one, Kari. Growing up, one of my favorite movies of all time was The Blind Side, Corey. Sandra Bullock, Tim McGraw, mm-hmm. good old Big Mike. <laughs> good old Big Mike. SJ. You know, SJ, little wild ass kid. You know, <laughs> everybody, everybody fucking with a little SJ, man. Yeah, you always got to fuck the little crazy that little white boy. This has broken the news over the last week that um, Michael Orr. The one, the one time NFL player, he said that his story was dramatized in the blind side. He said that the um the family who was depicted in the movie for taking him in and adopting him never adopted him. That they only um made it look that way to advance off of him, capitalize off of him, you know, make more money off of him, and that. He never saw a dime off of the blind star, uh, the blind side movie. I think there might be more to it, but yeah, that, but, that's a lot in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah, but no, the headline, like you said, bro. I used to watch this movie a lot growing up. So, I love it. So reading that headline, I was just like, bro, no way. I am the head and the sponsor over the cinema club at my school. This was already on the list to play. Oh, for real? You think I'm taking the blind side off? I saw people trying to say that movie wasn't good. They never watched Boy, it. I'm like, bro, good. the blind side like, was hey, hidden. Hey, what the look, fuck? <laughs> now, no matter what goes on or what's said and done with this case, y'all are never going to be able to say that that was not a good movie. Well, y'all not taking that from me. I don't give a damn. I used to watch the blind side all the time. I'm sorry. Even if we turn this fiction, I'm still going to watch the blind side. I don't give a fuck. I'm sorry. I don't care where that goddamn money going. <laughs> right. I- I don't care, man. Like you said, Sandra Bullock, she won an Oscar for that shit, boy. Absolutely. You kidding me? She put on a damn show. 
That was that was really good. And they've been calling for Sandra Bullock to have her Oscar removed. That's crazy. Just over this. We're not doing that. Stop. We're not doing that. Come on now. But apparently, um, it says, according to this petition, Leanne and Sean Tui, which are the, the parents over this, um, negotiated a movie deal that gave them and their two biological children $225,000 each. So that's four four rounds. Of, that means mom got it, dad got it, SJ got it, and the daughter that was the, uh, I think she was volleyball or cheerleading, something like that. Um, she got, they all got $225,000. And they each got 2.5% of the film's net proceeds. They're yeah, still royalties. getting paid. Talking about royalties. Michael Orr received nothing. Um, they also said that he was roped into signing contracts from the very beginning that um he never really wanted to sign. They said that he was tricked into signing an agreement that made them both. Ah, this is what it was. Mm-hmm. They never adopted him. They had him hooked into some Britney Spears type of shit. They signed him into a conservatorship. Mm-hmm. They never adopted that boy. He was in a conservatorship. That's what he's saying. No way. <laughs> That's why they've been able to profit off of the name. They said the mom has been able to go on and be a motivational speaker, you know, based off Leanne of the Tui? fame. Mm-hmm. Okay. Based off the fame from the movie success. I forget what they said the father has been able to do, uh, but they've created a lot of foundations. You know, just a lot of shit off of that name. And, of course, you're going to make money off of that. All right. We need to get down to the nitty gritty of the family situation of Michael Orr. Because the next question that really arises is, does this argument stand up? Because where would he be without them? And then you have to look back at the movie it showed that he had no other family, didn't know his father, Mom Dukes, was a crackhead. We need to go find out how much of a dramatization that was. If Mom Dukes really was a crackhead, if he was living on the street, if she gave a fuck about him, if not, because what if they really did take him in and care for him, bought him a car, you know, like had him living in the house, like, and that's how the entire situation went because it never sounded like a problem when he was in High school or college, and when he got drafted, yeah, you say he didn't know until now. Okay, okay. Um, I get what you're saying, but also the movie. The reason why we love the movie is because it ends in a success story. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I know the family yeah may have you know took took the, the little nigga in and cared for him, <laughs> put some clothes on his back, gave him a bed and shit. You know what I'm saying? Nigga said he never had a bed either. But um, the story. Ain't the story without Michael. You know what I'm saying? So but that, was it that not could, a success story? That's what, that's what I'm saying. Okay, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm saying that's the reason why he could also be like, this story ain't shit without me. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just I'm just. But they were Richie. They were Richie either way. They were old, rich, Possibly. old Miss Boot. They were boosters for old Miss. Right. They they were already rich from what I was. Right. right. And Sean Tui, I don't know if you remember the movie. He owned like hundreds or like of Taco Bells and the KFC. You remember? Um, they were rich. So that, like I said, that could be what he counters. Is his argument like? They just want a little more money off a of nigga. Y'all wouldn't have been able to get this if it wasn't for me making it to the NFL, getting drafted. Well, he was he, okay. 
he had those before that. How like what? all of the the chains of food, he had that before Michael Orr. Okay. What that mean? You know what I'm saying? Like he's not gonna be able, Michael's not gonna be able to be like, you wouldn't have got that without me. Like we had that popping before you, my nigga. Like you take your broke ass home. <laughs> I mean big money. Yeah, they may have had money, but how much money have they made since? That's the argument. It don't oh, matter no, about they, what they have oh, before. They, yeah, no, they've been making money. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, who give a fuck if that nigga was up before? I don't give a damn. Anytime that shit been on and off in Netflix, they made some money. Yeah. <laughs> and it was hitting back in the day, like DVDs and HBO channels. It was going crazy. Okay. Definitely going crazy. Uh, but again, man, this was sad to see. I am eager to see where this goes, who's going to win, you know, how long this is going to go on. I'm very eager to see what happens from this. I'm also eager to see the blind side again now. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, have you ever talked it's about like in. cake or like tacos or ice cream? And then like as soon as you finish talking about it, you'd be like, ooh, damn, I could go for some of that shit. Like after talking about the blind side, like, yeah, yeah. damn, I want to go watch the blind side. That racism going to hit, too. Oh, it's going to hit so different. Yeah, yeah. Let's you going to feel it. it. Absolutely. You going to feel it. Oh, miss? Like, how did we all miss that? <laughs> For real. We how should, did we miss that? We should have known. He should have known. He should have known. known. Michael. He, he really boy. shouldn't have known because from what they showed, he was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> they coached the nigger up. He got tricked. They bought the nigger a tutor. You hear what I'm talking about this man. <laughs> I know you going in on bro. Oh my god. They got the nigger a tutor. They got the nigger a car. Yeah. They're gonna kick us off. <laughs> oh man, I gotta argue that I'm black. Like if this was Zuck, Zuck would kick me straight off. Oh my life. Oh man. That's funny. Um shout out to Cooks, man. They let us the cook, the cook family let us rock, bro. Shout out to Tim Cook new. Um, where are we at with it though? Do we uh, want to move on, or do yeah, we do yeah. we want to talk more about the blind side? Because I could talk about them forever. Yeah, I really don't have nothing. Else <laughs> <laughs> that nigga want me to move on. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm good on it, man. Speaking of people calling people niggers, <laughs> Donald Trump's in the news again. <laughs> oh, that shit is crazy. <laughs> Oh man, yo, <laughs> that boy cooking. <laughs> Donald Trump is back in the news as he's been indicted again. No way. No, they're gonna make sure this <laughs> nigga sees some jail time. Dude, Donald Trump has seen now his fourth indictment. The grand jury of Georgia has indicted him on, or him and eighteen other allies on state charges stemming from his efforts to overturn the twenty twenty. Electoral defeat in the Peach State. <laughs> they coming for that nigga, bro. It's the same DA that got thug, y'all. Yeah, um, and now it's starting to make sense on why in the last week or two, Donald Trump had a lot to say about the DA from Georgia. He had a lot to say um, about why she was targeting him. He even went on to say that she was sleeping with one of the heads of YSL. Mm. Now, do I believe that? No. Come on now. Um, but I do believe Donald Trump needed to get some something out there with a little bit of steam so he could talk some shit as they indicted him. Yeah, just something to block the headline. But it's a distraction. This didn't really block the headline, Corey. This really only amplified it. Mm-hmm. 
She's like a wasp or like a bee. <laughs> if you swat at her, you're really just going to piss her off. Once that happened, she was like, you know what? <laughs> We're going to treat you like a regular fucking inmate. Not only are we going to indict you, you're going to have to come down here, be arraigned. We're going to book you. And unlike these rich fucks, these, these uh, I'm not going to say who, that let you do what up there. Yeah, I'm not going to say red or blue. Um, <clears throat> we're going to take your picture and you're going to have a mugshot and it'll be released just like everybody else. You want to make a fool out of me? We're going to make a fool out of yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You saying I'm fucking these niggas I just put a Rico on? Okay. We're going to fuck you, though. <laughs> That's what the Atlanta basically, DA said. Basically. Like, you know, you turn around. Basically. basically <laughs> you know what? Turn around. We're going to fuck you. So he's going to have to have a mugshot taken this time, Corey. I mean, the story just gets crazier and crazier, man. It's a total of 91 charges now in these four criminal cases. It's just insane. With the overturning things and the uh, the January 6th um, invasion, whatever you want to call it, I don't know how you classify that. <clears throat> the only thing is how, how do you, how are they going to be able to get that to stick on Donald Trump and Donald Trump only, like that that it was him that that orchestrated it. I mean, because I mean, it's just like everything else. We know he did it, but how are we gonna get him proven on that? During the January sixth shit, he just miraculously was not on, not in the building that day. Um, of course, they're not gonna be able to prove the election was rigged by him or that he tried to overturn shit or fuck with the overturning of shit. Ah. No? I mean, I, I don't know. Going back to the first one, though, his tweets could possibly be used. I mean, because he did say on this day, you know, do this. They could say he incited that. Oh, yeah. And he said on this day, I'll be taking back. He was literally he, tweet. He campaigned it. I'll be taking back <laughs> the, the office on this day. Nigga, it was a flyer. Fuck. <laughs> It was you're a right. flyer. You're right. You're right. You're right. Literally. So maybe that, if anything, you could use that as, uh, you know, your evidence. The election, again, it's hard to just put it on one person because it, like, yeah, Trump may have gave the word, but Trump ain't doing the dirty work. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's, it's really hard to prove that. That's what I'm saying because yeah. physically he wasn't there. He didn't do the dirty work. So I, I don't know. I don't know. It may get to the point where it's just a bunch of charges, nothing sticks, or there may be some that do stick. I really don't know. But again, when you have 91 now, it's like the odds. Yeah, yeah. They, Beating they, they, the they, odds is kind of getting hard they're now. They're starting to stack up against you. Yeah, man. So again, like we said before, though, it would be crazy to see Donald Trump be arrested just because of the image it would paint for us as a country. I agree with you when you said that before. I'm going to agree again but at the same time somebody gotta fall for this shit and if he is convicted it'll be more than just a mug shot you will actually see donald trump take the jumpsuit and be escorted to prison federal prison um <clears throat> and if he doesn't he's fucking teflon don it's correct beating 91 charges you can't do that right <laughs> Hey, man. You can't beat 91. We, we've seen crazier things. No, we haven't. <laughs> beat 91 charges? What have you? What crazier have you seen 
in your natural born life than your U.S. president being indicted on 91 federal counts. It's just so natural. It's just so normal nowadays that we can't even take in how fucking crazy that is. The man that ran our country for the last four years has been indicted on 91 federal counts. I'm not saying that's wrong because I don't know. I I let the courts do their fucking job. Whether it's wrong, it's wrong, it's right, it's right. But that's crazy. Mm -hmm. When the fuck would you ever think the people we would call our president would be up to some shit like that? You never would, to be honest. More than likely. 91 counts, man. Over four different cases. Insane. And it's probably going to be more. There's going to be more. Yeah. It's going to reach the hundreds. There are people that are just waiting for their day to file their shit on him. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I I don't know, dude. Nigga probably tried to tamper with every state he lost in. Mm -hmm. Definitely, I, I know Arizona coming. This was Georgia. I know Arizona coming. Uh, trying to think of some other states that were kind of like neck and neck. But Arizona and Georgia, for sure, you could have almost expected it. And again, this DA from Atlanta is not playing. Trump and his team. It's also his team. I think it's like 18, 19, 20 people in total here that's getting indicted. They all getting mug shots. <laughs> We're making a mockery out of all y'all. Yeah, there's 11, I believe. No, 11. no, no. Uh, no, there's one. Donald Trump. Oh, shit. They're indicting Rudy Giuliani? Yeah, 18 allies, they say. Oh, shit! 19 people. Rudy Giuliani's getting a fucking mugshot. Let's fucking do it. Holy fucking shit. She's not playing. Okay, John Eastman, Mark Meadows, Kenneth. I'm not going to say this because we're not going to die on this episode. <laughs> but um, there's there's quite a few men, and it's public record. You look it up if you want. Yeah, right. I'm I'm reading it. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Violation of the Georgia RICO. Oh, they got a RICO on them. I, I heard it was a RICO, but I hadn't just funneled through every charge. I heard that too. She, I mean, she's the RICO lady. So I mean, yeah. the DA, she's gonna slap you with the RICO. False statements in writing, false statements in writing. They have two counts of false statements in writing. One count of solicitation, a violation of oath by public officer. They have two counts of solicitation, a violation of oath by public officer. Okay, so they have three counts of it, just in different levels. They have, holy shit, three counts of false statements in writing account of impersonating a public officer. Damn, which one of them niggas did that? <laughs> um, oh, okay. It was probably during that January 6th shit, too. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Or if they were trying to find their, or funnel their way into a, a ticket booth on election day, they yeah, had to yeah. pose as a public officer. Yeah. Conspiracy to commit impersonating a public officer. Forgery in the first degree. That would go into forging ticket uh, or forging um, ballots. Conspiracy to commit forgery in the first degree. Hmm. You know, some tough, sound like some tough charges. Imagine losing and like pulling up at the fucking polls and they're like, hey, yo, hey, nigga, hey, put them away. <laughs> them ballots, put those away, guys. I don't, I don't want to have to fuck anybody up there, all right? Undo that shit, nigga. Unplug it, nigga. Uh, <laughs> unplug it. Yeah, imagine, imagine telling him to unplug Facts. the whole machine. Unplug that shit, nigga. The whole location. We down. It's a sign on the door. We out. Don, like Donald, he was coming in himself. Unplug that shit. Fuck, nigga. Man, that's crazy. 
Wow. It was crazy times. It was. <laughs> he was president, bro, for real. The tension was just crazy. You could feel it, you know? You could really, really, really feel the tension. That's insane. You could feel it, dude. I swear, the moment it happened, it didn't even it didn't even take inauguration day. The day after election, you could feel it in the air when you walked outside. I I never that was like my first grown up moment in life. My parents tell me about days they had like that, or like days that they'll remember forever. After I watched the Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton election. Y'all went home after a certain point, or you might have went home. We stayed up all night watching that election, waiting to see what was going to happen. We saw it come through when Donald Trump came, like became president or president electee. And when we woke up the morning, like the next morning, swear to God, it was just a cloudy morning. That shit was, I can remember it. <laughs> it rained in California that day. Did it? Are you being for real? I swear. That's dead. <laughs> Man, it was it was like, hey, it's a new day, nigga. Welcome. And we lived in it for four years. Yep, 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 yep. Crazy. Yep. And we got some money. Um <clears throat> come on now. We should have ran that bread up. Uh, Do we have anything more on Donald Trump besides he's getting that that mugshot taken? Look out for that. Nah, man, that's it, dog. All right, man. I think that pretty much does it for episode 262 of the Rise and Grind podcast. We'll see you guys back on Monday. It's your boy, Roger. I'm Jakari. All right, man. Let's get out of here. Back on your bullshit, you outside. Want some shit tonight to make your ex cry. Know you pop some shit to make you freaky, yeah. That's why you living every day like it's your weekend. Yeah. You got the distractions that are making nigga catchy. I might call the gang, you call your girls, let's get some action. Yeah, the way you walk, I know you got that perfect fit. You exotic and exotic what I smoke I know you got the plots of a savage And you ain't need no nigga to get where you tryna go You chose to stay focused Your haters, they notice You don't give a fuck cause you living in the moment Yeah, it's in your eyes Your heart's in the sky Can't make up your you outside want some shit tonight to make your ex cry know you pop some shit to make you freaky yeah. that's why you living every day like it's your weekend you got the distractions that are making nigga And Robert, say so buddy, he better have a bad sense house before the street lights come on.
Hungry snotty nose, hood niggas without some options. Chillin' plotting Friday night, need some ducats. Nigga was poppin', he was born inside that life. I'm his friend, I went to college. I'm at home for winter break. When I got back, some niggas robbed me, ain't get everything. I try to talk him out that life, give him some better dreams. Like you ain't gotta keep hustling, nigga, there's better things. But he's stuck in it, nigga, fuck it. His pops got seven mowers, his moms and his little brother on that porch chillin'. Think about retaliation and getting some more chicken. His heart frozen cold, I'm talking that corpse feeling. You just gon' let them niggas rob you, we got everything we need right here. Let's go and slide through, that's a meal waiting for us. Only right we drive through. I can see it in your eyes, something that changed inside you. We debate for hours and hours, just going back and forth, but we forgot something very important also on that porch. Blurry off a fifth, stumbling, cold vision. Devil still chasing, feel like he long-winded. Hungry little niggas that's looking for meal tickets. I was born in this machine, some niggas are still in it. Yeah, I die for this shit, nigga. Yeah, I die for this shit, nigga. You know I die for this shit, nigga. Yeah. You gon' die in yeah. that bitch, my nigga. Cigarettes in the leg, Domino's slam.